Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Today's message is titled, Word Will Weigh. Come on, turn to somebody and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Woe we wah. Turn to somebody and say, Woe we wah. I know that's silly. I just want to make sure everybody's awake and ready to go with the word. Come on, say, Word will weigh. How about we jump right into God's word today? We're going to look at John chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 18. Are you ready for the word? Come on, who's ready for the word? Take a look in your own Bible, in your Bible app, or just join us here on the screen and uh, let's follow along. We're going to read John chapter 1. In the beginning, the word already existed. All right. If you're new here, when I pause, you say the next word. Are we, are we ready? Let's do this again. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He, hmm, not it, he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Come on, let's give the Lord Jesus a big hand this morning. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. I see a bunch of Johns in the house this morning. I see a bunch of Johns and Joannas. Come on, turn to somebody and say, you are a witness of the light. Uh-huh. Simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, right? He came to his own people, the Hebrew people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Do we got any children of God out there today? Come on, somebody. And if you're not sure, today you can become a child of God. Believe in him and receive him. They are reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but with a birth that comes from God, right? Mm. So the word became human. Now we talked a lot about this last Sunday. We're going to talk more about it today. The word became human, literally translated, the word took on human flesh. Or the, the word took on a human body. Come on, say, the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him 
when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who's far greater than I am. He existed long before me. For from his abundance, we've all received one gracious blessing after another. Come on, blessings on blessings on blessings have come to us through Jesus Christ. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No, was it, no one has ever seen God. But the unique one. What does it mean to be unique? Like absolutely no one else. The unique one who is himself. The unique one who is himself. Who is himself. The unique one who is himself. Not a part of God. Not an idea of God. Not just a servant of God. The unique one. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Come on, I want you to say, Jesus is the word, the will, and the way. Jesus, number one, Jesus is the word of God. We read in the, in, in the beginning of John chapter 1, it says the word was with God and the word was God. And then if we could go back to that scripture, media team, I'm sorry to, to mess you up, but let's go back to the beginning of that scripture. It says that the word was with God and the word was God. The next word says he, right? Again, not it. He, God himself. The word was God. Come on, somebody say, my word is me. Come on, say, mi palabra soy yo. Right? Your, 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 your word isn't something separate from you. It's, it's part of who you are. Right? When you speak, it's your expression of yourself. It's not something else. It's you. Come on, say, my word is me. God's word is God. When Liz tells me something, I don't look at it as something separate from Liz talking to me about Liz. When Liz tells me something, what she tells me, it's her, right? That's coming straight from her, okay? So the word of God is God. The word of God is actually God. It's the, it, we could say that our word is the audible and visible part of our being. It's our expression, right? Who here likes to express yourself? Okay, who doesn't like to express yourself? That's actually an expression. <laughs> Not liking to express yourself very much. But Jesus, listen, Jesus Christ, when he came... He came as the full expression of God. When Jesus came, God was, quote unquote, expressing himself. 
Right? Come on, tell somebody, express yourself. Now be careful. That might get you in trouble, but you know. Uh, Pastor Jonathan Stock still wrote a book last year called The Real Jesus, and I love how he described this. He said, Jesus Christ is God with a face on. God with a face on, right? When you look at Jesus, you're looking at God himself. Not less than God, not almost God. Just like my word is totally me, God's word is totally him. Jesus is God with a face on. If you need a little more help or evidence of that, let's look at Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And didn't we regard the prophets as the word of God? Some of us did. All right. <laughs> Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he's spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. Through whom? Through what? Through what did God create the universe? Through the son. Through the word. I'll tell you a little bit more in the beginning, in just a minute, but in the beginning, how did God create the word? He spoke it. When he spoke, what was coming out of his mouth? Jesus, the word. Through the Son, through Jesus, through his expression, God created the universe. The Son radiates God's glory and expresses the very character or image of God. Another translation said the Son is the expressed image of the Father. When you look at yourself in the mirror, what's in front of you? It's called an image of you. Part of you? Most of you? Something less than you? Something like you? When you look in a mirror, you are looking at you, right? And when God, when Jesus came, he is the expressed image of God the Father. It would, be, it would be like God standing in front of a mirror and you looking and saying, oh, there's God. That's what he looks like. He sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of God, of the majestic God in heaven. Colossians 1.15, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Oh, that bears reading again. It actually bears reading it together. Come on, let's say it. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Can anyone see God? Now we can. When Jesus said it, they hadn't understood yet. No one has seen God except the unique one who is himself. Ta-da! I'm right here. Now you've seen him.
Can anyone see God? If you can see Jesus, you can see God. Not part of God, not most of God, not something like God, but God himself is Christ. Christ is God himself. He's the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, through what? Him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Did you know there are things out there that you can't see? There's just as much that you can't see as what you can see. Okay? There's a spiritual world that's just as real as the natural world. In fact, I've heard some people say it's even more real because from the spiritual world came the natural world. And he created it all. God, through his word, through him, Christ, created it all. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. That's why people that don't even know Jesus when they're in trouble, they go, Jesus! I don't ever hope you're on a plane with bad turbulence, but people will begin to shout, Jesus! Even, the, even those that say they don't believe, Jesus! Jesus is the word of God. Now, I mentioned this last Sunday. I'm going to say it again. In the original language, when it says the word was with God and the word was God, does anybody remember what that original word actually is? It says, in the beginning was the verb of God. The verb was with God and the verb was God. I wonder why God chose to use the word verb to say word because a verb is a type of word, right? We remember language arts? A verb is an action word, right? Hey, all right. A verb is different than a noun because it, is, it expresses an action, okay? And God's word is more than just a noun. God's word is more than just something stationary that you can look at. God's word is alive, it's active, it's moving, it's doing. In fact, good job Spanish translators of the Bible. Because in Spanish, look how they translated it. It says, come on, en el principio era el verbo. Y el verbo era con Dios y el verbo era Dios, right? The verb of God. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the verb. Jesucristo es el verbo. Come on, somebody say el verbo. Say el verbo. El verbo. 
It only has one R, but that sounds funner. Okay. Jesus Christ. No wonder he rose from the grave. He is the living, active word of Almighty God. He is alive and his word is alive. Woo! By the way, why do you think we ought to read every word of God together in 2022? Because his word is alive and it'll make you come alive. Woo! We read the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. He's God himself. He's the expressed image of the Father. He's the visible image of the invisible God. He is the living, active, alive, moving, breathing, present, now, forever word of God. And because of that, Jesus is also, number two, he is the will of God. Jesus Christ is the will of God. Of God. If we can get back to the scripture, great. If not, just listen. The next verse says, God created everything through him. That's back in John 1. We just read it. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Listen, Jesus is what God wanted. And through Jesus comes everything God wants. What do we call what we want? Our will. What do we call what we plan and intend to do? We call it our will. And when we do, do, what we intend to do, we exercise our will. And it says that God created everything through him, through the word. And nothing, nothing, nothing except, nothing was created except through him. Okay? Let, let me just explain this a tiny bit more. In Genesis, in the original language, what language was Genesis written in? Spanish, no. <laughs> no. Newsflash, not English either, and, and double newsflash, King James didn't exist yet. Somebody tell me this week, we were talking about it this week, King James was the original language of the Bible. That's when we should only read King James. God gave us this thing called a brain. One of the things he created by his word was a brain with the ability to study history. King James didn't exist until, does anybody know? The 1600s. I feel like God's word came a little bit before that. Sorry to get off on a tangent. But what was the original? Okay. Genesis would have been written in. Hebrew, Aramaic, yeah, okay? Difference depends on the scrolls. Do you know what it says in Genesis 
when God creates everything, what's the first thing he created, by the way? Remember? Let there be right. Okay? Before he formed anything, first he said, let there be Some translations say, he spoke, let there be light. Others say, he said, let there be light. And he did. But do you know what it really says? He willed light into existence. He intended for light to exist, so when he said it, it did. Uh Uh-huh. He willed, let there be. When you read in Genesis, let there be. Anytime God says in his word, let there be, it is an expression of his will, okay? Jesus is God's will because God's word is the expression of his will. Jesus is was God's plan fulfilled. Jesus is God's desire on display for all to see. So what does God want? Jesus. Everything is by him, through him, and for him. Jesus is the will of God. Second Corinthians 1.19, jot it down, it's not on the screen, says all God's promises are fulfilled in Christ. And then it says, it calls Jesus God's ultimate yes. God's ultimate yes. In other words, here's my perfect will. My ultimate yes. Colossians 2.2 says, that's not in there either, jot it down. Look at it later. God's mysterious plan is Christ himself. Say, what's God's plan? Jesus. It's Jesus. Anything that has to do with God's plan, it's Jesus. Okay? I love the way um, Pastor Bill Johnson says, Jesus is perfect theology. Jesus is perfect theology. How could we say that? Jesus said in John 5, 19, I'm giving you a bunch of scriptures that aren't in your outline. Write them down. I only do what I see the Father doing. That's John 5, 19. John 12, 49 says, I say what I hear the Father say or I heard the Father say. You want good theology? Listen, some people are all worried about having the right doctrines. There's nothing to worry about. If you're after good theology, look at Jesus. He is perfect theology. If it don't jive with Jesus, it's off. If it doesn't jive with Jesus, it's off. Our Spanish speakers are saying jive with. Quejejo. Right? See, no baila con Jesús. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I guess. It doesn't really translate very well. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I know I'm taking a few minutes on this, but listen. A lot of our theology doesn't jive with Jesus. Well, I'm sick because maybe it's the Lord wanting to teach me a lesson through infirmity. Look at Jesus. Mm -mm. No. But I'm not healed yet. Why? I don't know why. But don't create theology out of out of what you haven't experienced yet. We, 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 get our, we get our truth, we get the doctrine, we get theology from God, from his word, not from what we've experienced. We don't need to create, we don't need to form our theology based on our experience. We need to work towards aligning our experience with good theology. If it doesn't jive with Jesus, it's off. Forgive everyone every time. Except for when it's too hard. Except for when, you know, that's easy for you to say. Uh-oh. I'm not saying, nobody said it was easy. It's just Jesus. <laughs> it's the will of God. Love your neighbor as yourself, except when they're really annoying. Jesus is one of many ways to get to God. If you said amen to that, you don't know Jesus. Or you don't know him very well. You can get to know him. If you want the right theology, you got to get to know Jesus. And when what Jesus says and does challenges what you think, when what Jesus says and does, because I, I read the Bible on a daily basis, on a daily basis, I'm challenged in what I think. This is, this is, this is, this is a very important secret. He's always right. <laughs> We were made in his image, but because of sin, we've gotten far away from his image. But now through Jesus Christ, we're coming back to his image. It takes walking with him. Come on, say, Jesus, Jesus. is perfect theology. Let's filter our thoughts and our beliefs through that. Okay? Jesus is the perfect will of God on display. <laughs> He's God's plan fulfilled. A big part of God's plan was our redemption, right? When Jesus came to not only be born, Merry Christmas, but to 
suffer and die and literally carry our sins upon himself. And the Bible says he became sin itself. And God judged sin when he judged Jesus on the cross. He traded his perfect record for our not-so-perfect record. Jesus traded his perfect obedience for our disobedience. He traded perfect righteousness for our sin. And listen, that was God's will. Listen, not just what he did. He himself is God's will on display. We hear people talking about all the time, I just need to know God's will. Get to know Jesus. Get to know Jesus. You'll know God's will. It's a mystery. Sorry, let me, let me restate that. It's a secret. It could be considered mysterious, but it is not hidden. Get to know Jesus, and you know God's will. Learn to know and be like Jesus. And finally, Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the will of God. And Jesus is the way to God. He is the way. Back in John 1, we read, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. As I was just meditating on this this week, I heard the Holy Spirit say, the only way to become a child of God is through the child. The only way to become a, to become a child of God is through the child of God, the Son of God. Because he's the way to God. We become children of God when we put our trust in the Son of God. John chapter 14. As we get ready to bring this to a close. And we're going to worship the word, the will, and the way of God. Because that's what Christmas is for. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus was telling them, you know where I'm going and you know the way to get there. And Thomas said, no, we don't know, Lord. <laughs> We have no idea where you're going. <laughs> so how could we know the way? <laughs> and Jesus told him, I am the way. The truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you'd really known me, you'd know who my father is. And from now on, you do know him. And you have seen him. Can we see God? Yes. He's invisible, but we have the visible image. I 
I hope and pray today that you fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ more than you ever have before. Jesus is not a way. He's the way. He, and, and there's a lot of ways that look like the way. If your GPS tells you turn left on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and you turn on Martin Luther King Drive, is it the same? No. Look very similar, but will not take you to the same place. You're driving up north through Metro Atlanta and you get in Kennesaw and you see you can go straight on I-75 or veer to the right on I-575. They look very similar. In fact, it's easy to miss the right one if you're not paying close attention. But I-75 will take you to Chattanooga and all the way to Detroit. But I-575 dead ends in the North Georgia mountains. They look similar, but there's only one way to Detroit, okay? Jesus is not a way to God of many. He's the way. And this is also the way I read it. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way to the truth. And he's the truth itself. He's the way to the life. And he is the life. Jesus is the way to the truth and the life. And he's the truth we're going to find, and he's the life we're going to get. Come on, say, Jesus is the way. And I love that Jesus doesn't tell Thomas and the rest of the disciples, I am the way to heaven. Because he is the way to heaven. But he didn't say that's where he was going. Come on, Thomas. We don't know where you're going. We have no idea where you're going. How could we know how to get there? And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus is more than just a way to get to heaven. He is the way to the Father. The only reason we're going to heaven is because that's where the Father is going to be forever and ever. He's the way to the Father right here, right now. The only reason heaven is heaven is because it's the Father. The only reason we're going to glory is because we're going to be with the glorious God. Jesus is the way to the Father, not later on when you die. If you want to get to him when you die, you got to get to him right now. I'm the way. Where I am going, Thomas, is to the Father. And I'm the way to him. 
Now you know the way to. Come on, tap somebody and say, now you know the way to. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.